This is your host, Dr. Mesma Shabazz. Good afternoon, everyone. Happy Friday, and thank you for joining me again. This week's conversation is about understanding and holding the holy vision of the feminine. In West African tradition, the divinities called ancient mothers are a collective force also known as dark mothers. They weave the web of life and spin the thread of fate. These ancient mothers are known to vibrate negative energy with movement, which is nurturing, through darkness of the feminine, the womb, and it is the movement that opens the way to receive light, which ultimately is the beginning of the creative process. The ancient mother holds the light until one takes form and prepares to enter the gateway of life. It is impressed upon women through folk tales of the Orishas, the Orishas goddesses, the importance of continuing and passing information down the generational line. Women learned about the power of the feminine and shared their ethos, ethics, and politics and offered processes by which they can emulate the power of the feminine from within themselves. The process of seeding a myth enabled women to become the vehicle for the manifestation of the divine and wisdom. The daughters of the ancient mothers, Yemoja, Osun, and Oya, came to the earth to awaken and refine qualities of nurturance and strength for Yemoja, beauty and love, Osun, and power and passion, Oya. Somewhere along the lines, this message of the feminine power and grace became diminished. I believe my life, for example, would have been so different if I had an ancient mother with whom I could relate during the first giving of blood. My fertility and initiation into womanhood could have been less traumatizing because the depth and profundity of that experience would have been grounded with a belief that the flow of water within my body as a woman was holy. If the solidarity with other women such as Yemoja, Fatima, Mary, Sophia had been articulated in that moment, the feelings of the feminine acceptance would have been an integral part of the journey into womanhood. Moreover, the saturation of cultural images that defined a woman as weak, delicate, and modest would have been averted. The moment that flow occurred, every expression, advice, and counseling dealt with behavior structured to please a man. Growing up as a woman focused on how to be submissive 
and humble in order to attract a male partner or present the image of an ideal woman. And that concept of an ideal woman was stereotypical. And I know we've discussed this before. And in fact, many images of women propagated the deviant intentions and actions that included seduction, cheating, instigating all failures of men. In the story of Samson and Delilah, for example, Samson was elaborated as a man of principle and described as never touched strong drink or wine. The woman, Delilah, was his lover whom he told that in his hair was where his strength all lay. And Samson to his enemies she sold while he was sleeping in her lap one day. No motivations or reasons behind Delilah's betrayal of Samson were given. The characteristics of the feminine and awareness of self emanate from relationships and intimacy. This includes relationships with individuals, with different parts of oneself, with each other, and with all forms of creation. I believe my life as a woman would have been so different if I had experienced a loving guidance in adulthood towards intimacy. The youthful trauma of rape denied the opportunity to appreciate the importance of experimenting and coming to terms with my sexuality. I do not espouse any physical attraction to any particular sex, except that my denials in the importance of the association compromised my views. I did not trust enough to let go of the body armoring that had taken place. Even though I, I worked hard to overcome and rid of the armor, my love experiences were disastrous, setting the tone for the distance from intimate relationships. The concept of love, what I experienced and what I believed were totally different to the extent that it eroded the little confidence I had in trusting. And it was enough to diminish the sensual aspect of the relationship. The vacuum created was so deep because I could not overcome the cultural expectation that the woman must yield to the lover's man's need in order to hold his interest. Losing oneself in another in order to find and feel love was a sacrifice of a woman's innate beauty and love that was soon inspired. The prescribed stages that lead a woman toward wholeness included the past as a daughter, as a householder, and mother. But even if a woman chose to play those roles, it should not be the things that defined her. A woman is a nurturer, is a ritualist, a teacher, and a wise woman. To surrender to love changes the course for a woman to discover herself enough to play any of these roles well. I'm going to cite Kavanaugh 
who provides an example of the prevailing attitude towards women since the 16th century. Yes, it's old, but still present in our reality now. It goes like this, and I quote, there were interpretations of genetic laws which claimed that women were a mistake of nature, a kind of unfinished man. The shocking extent to which anti-feminism could reach is evident in a passage from a writing by Francisco de Osuna. He writes, since you see your wife going about visiting many churches, practicing many devotions, and pretending to be a saint, lock the door, and if that isn't sufficient, break her leg if she's young, for she can go to heaven lame from her own house without going around in search of these suspect forms of holiness, unquote. It is not politically correct to advocate violence against women in certain parts of the world. But this mentality still persists. I have often heard many women express how much love they have within themselves to give to a man. That statement in of itself is based on the assumption that love is something to be given. It is a state of being. If any woman had that much love, it should be directed and given to self first. No one, especially women, should have that much love to give another human more than oneself. Many generations ago, women were expected to marry and share their lives in a supporting role for the man. Even today, some aspects of that still exist in places where women have made strides in establishing alternative ground rules. However, most of the endured pain and suffering have been held closely to the chest, either out of shame, embarrassment, or lack of support. This silence has to be broken and women should find a medium to express their stories as individuals and collectively as a force. Every story is unique and has to be told. It is through storytelling that we may be able to reach out and alleviate some of the hardships some women still experience in this world. We may be freer down the line to abstain from relationships that break our spirits or deny us the free expression of our sexual maturity and freedom. It is in this state that we can live as the ancient mother or soon. Becoming a mother has been one of the most intriguing experiences of my life. I have enjoyed being a mother to my child, and I feel intrinsically happy that she chose me as a mother. This is one area of my life I will do all over again and again. And this daughter of mine is the manifestation of the divine within. There are joyful challenges, of course, yet 
each stage presents an opportunity for new beginnings and renewal. The first time I reached out to feel the coddling from my ancient mother Yamoja for strength was when I confronted the deep buried secret of my rape in my teenage years. I still reach out for the calling for strength from Maduga. As I lay in her lap, I realized that I had yearned for that comfort all my life. Our lives will be different if we, within those past years of pain and suffering, and speaking to those who have experienced some form of violence, all the way from the time we experienced unspeakable horrors. We may have been able to experience and enjoy the passionate embrace of another being, be it male or female. We could have envisaged the honorable roles of women in society beyond the propaganda. And we would have found honor in standing up as a sister to any woman who fearlessly spoke her truth. As a believer of truth, we would have admired and understood the expressions of truth that were different from my individual perspectives and frame of references. We would not have engaged in sexual relationships that was not satisfying and would have had the courage to tell our partners how we feel. We would have made concrete associations with the feminine personifications of nature and would have drawn strength from that lifeline. We do hold the vision of the Holy Feminine within. We must relate to the regal, beautiful, gentle, passionate, and wise matriarch of this earth. We must recognize the life force of a woman and believe that each one can, can find love, peace, joy, and growth in our life experiences and can touch each other through spiritual practice and beliefs. Through this recognition, we can start sowing the seed to passing down the myth of the ancient mothers comprising love, beauty, grace, strength, power, and passion. These were the gifts from Yemoja, Osun, and Oya. Through them, we learned about the goddess in all women and nature and the promise to tap deep within, to rise and reclaim our birthright individually and collectively. My life is very different now because of a dream I had once and the symbolism in it. There were 12 women, all from different parts of the world, and each was summoned to follow a path. Unknowingly to each, we all traveled different courses to get to our destination. Once we gathered one at a time, 
we were summoned by a sage, the leader to follow her to our final destination. We entered a room and we stood in a circle. Within that circle was a tiled floor with a big stone, a big gemstone of a different color at each spot. As we reached out to hold hands, each gem lit so brightly and formed rays of every color imaginable. As the rays converged at the center, the color of the top changed into a white spot and lit the sky. This communion signified a powerful recognition of what each woman brings in a circle and in the world, each with a different story, each with a different road to travel, yet converging to effect personal, societal, and spiritual changes on this journey to reclaiming the goddess for each other and for the world at large. Thank you so much for being with me this Friday. And as we hold the holy vision of the feminine within, embracing women's mysteries and wisdom, let us continue holding each other's hands, embracing and recognizing our truths and supporting one another so that we may reclaim the goddess in all of us. Please continue to share and subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channels. The links are below in the description. And the larger the group, the higher the vibration we'll be able to generate for each other. Blessings to all. See you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.